0: From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter.
1: Today, we have a life story, a uh, real life guest of a real transformation. And, uh, so not a quote unquote professional or expert, but just somebody who's created real change. It's a fabulous way to start the year. We're going to be back strong every single week in 2017. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll get started with this episode just after this message.
0: This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern Coach, Go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash Action Catalyst.
1: Well, some of my favorite episodes here on the show over the last year have been life stories. These episodes where we bring on real people that are our actual coaching clients and they're people that we've come to know and love and trust and work with on a regular basis, talking to them a couple times a month, you know, often emailing back and forth uh, weekly with them, and just hearing their stories of what they uh, have been going through and the challenges that they have overcome, and just how they have applied and executed uh, you know, in partnership with their coach. Uh, the the principles that we talk about and hearing about the transformations and it's just stories of hope for you and and encouragement. and then also i'm I'm amazed at how much I have been able just to there, there's so much to learn that comes out of this. Um, and today is no different. We have Jennifer Bennett who is here with us and I think you're gonna be inspired by her story and I think you're gonna love hearing her and then, uh, we also have one of our coaches, Shelly Smith, who has been with us for several years and is, is one of my favorite funny people on our team and just a total entertainer and truly a servant. And so ladies, welcome officially to the, uh, Action Catalyst podcast.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: So, so Jennifer, I want to start with you. Can you just tell us just a, quickly a little bit about yourself, um, Tell us what, what business you're in, you know, who do you work with, what do you do? And then how did you come to to hear about Southwestern consulting?
3: I've been in the mortgage business for about twenty five years. And um early on in my career I was, you know, I it was a pretty straight trajectory upward. <laughs> and I, I had a lot of early success in the business. Mm-hmm. And um and I went through a series of life events. One of them was a very difficult divorce after 20 years and um, was just struggling to reinvent myself uh, a bit. And one of your representatives from Southwestern came to our office and made a presentation because I just had, I, I somehow had some barriers I just couldn't get past personally mm. to get my business back to the level that it had been at. Prior to my life events, and so um, I just, you know, basically just relinquished that I needed help. I needed somebody to give me guidance, um, and that's kind of how it got started.
1: Hmm. And that's so. It's such a powerful testimony, just reminder for all of us. It's like if things are not going right at home, it makes it very, very <laughs> hard for them to go right in the business. And yes. Uh, Ron Alford is who came into the office, right? And, and Ron is... Yes.
2: Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They discovered at the meeting that years and years ago, they had worked at a golf course together. No way! <laughs> oh
3: my gosh, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How? Such a small world it is a, yeah
1: <laughs> it's a small world and so uh, for those of you listening that don't know you know so all of our coaches both sell and do the coaching so that's part of us being practitioners of what we preach and um and so Ron sold it. In this case, Shelley Smith was who we we do like a personality profile or a behavioral profile, excuse me, and um, a diagnostic questionnaire. And then we we use that information to match clients up with the coach. And so Shelley got assigned. Um, and so Shelley has really been the one working with Jennifer. And so Shelly, like, what what were some of your first impressions? Like when you first met Jennifer, what did you think or what did you notice or uh, just like what hit you uh, when you first started talking with her?
2: Well, she's obviously already been very successful and knows the business backwards and forwards and was was extremely motivated and the timing was perfect. So it was, she was ready. Sometimes when people get mm-hmm. into coaching, you, you can tell. They're ready to change. They're ready to do it. And even when we went over what was going to be hard about it she was ready and she i could tell right away talking to her how knowledgeable she was about her business and how good her relationships were with her clients but in her, so i guess the first thing i noticed that gave me kind of a glimpse of the path we were going to be on was a little self talk things, little Mm. ways that she would talk about herself or talk about stress or talk about things being crazy that I could tell were just embedded. They were embedded. And early on, (laughs) we started catching them and saying, okay, well, we don't want things to be like that anymore, so we need to change how we're thinking about them and how we're talking about them. And that was a huge part Mm. of uh, we've revisited that so many times. It's a part of every single thing that we talk about, probably.
1: And so, Jennifer, do you think that that uh, you, you know? I love the idea that you came in. You both mentioned that that you were ready to to make a change, and yes. uh, that is one of the things that we we always talk about is you have to be coachable and committed and ready to make a change. Do you? That, what, when when Shelley brought up the the idea of self talk. Um, to you yes was it a total surprise to you like did you realize that you were saying negative things or was it you No. Were, <laughs> okay was it no
0: you were aware it was,
3: of it? So, I've been in I've been in sales for so many years what's so interesting is you know when you're when you're trying to build back from you know a, a major loss and you're and you're in sales it's almost impossible to hide what you've got going on in your life. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to literally almost put on an act in order to get yourself past a certain phase um, when you're dealing with so much adversity outside of work. And I think that self-talk was for sure the biggest factor that continues to be, I mean, I I feel like I've made night and day difference in the last year, but I truly didn't realize I was doing it. And it's, and it's what we think, I think it's what we go into as humans when we just go into survival mode and we're trying to survive and we get up every morning and we tell ourselves what we have to do, but then we have all this adversity going on outside of work. And when you're in sales, it's very difficult to have an extensive amount of adversity going on. And the the talks I had with Shelly, it just got me so grounded. So every two weeks, I got to just share with her what was going on professionally and personally. And she was able to just redirect my focus and slow me down and Figure out exactly she would. Re- she would go back over the things I was saying, and she'd say, "Okay, Jennifer, let's recap all the things you just said, <laughs> and we're going to practice mm-hmm. rephrasing. We're going to practice rephrasing them." <laughs> mhm. Mhm. What,
1: what were some of And the it th- was really what? true. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead. It was really truly the most formative thing that I've had happen, you know, because I just didn't realize how many things I was telling myself
2: quietly
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I didn't, that I didn't realize. (laughs) Yes. So Jennifer,
2: so, and this is great. I think anybody who, uh, anyone can relate to just their running self-talk being things are crazy. I'm too busy. I'm too stressed. Things are crazy. That person's crazy. This person's against me. Because if you're in the thick of it, it just seems so real. But you, I think also we just don't realize that we could be cr- just creating it with our thoughts. If, if you think crazy things are happening, then you're looking for crazy things or you're, maybe you're attracting them into your life or whatever it is or drama that you don't need to pay attention to, but you're so used to just wrapping around you like it's just been a part of your life that you can't escape. and being able to imagine a life where that isn't there. Hmm. And for Jennifer, what she did so well was she was in the thick of some crazy drama. (laughs) And for her to focus on the fact that past that drama at some time in the near future was a different life and that she had to believe that it was there the same way you believe if you go over this mountain, there's going to be a river. You know, she had to believe that, and hold on to it and realize, like, it was crazy. It is now, but it won't be soon, and I need to start believing it and acting as if it's not already. And mm-hmm. then you know, I can start acting like people trust me. I can start acting and believing that I'm back where I was and that I'm successful and that things go smoothly and that everything's worked out. And, and that was just holding on to a belief for her for a while it was because in the midst of what she was going through i can see why it would be really hard
1: what is some of what is some it was a big, yeah what is some of what you were feeling jennifer so like in the you know in the like so you were married for 20 years you had been a top, mm-hmm. you had been a top producer. Can you just take take us a little bit mm-hmm. to to that place that you were in? Like uh, what what were some of the things that you were feeling? Like what were some of the emotions that you were experiencing? Like what were some of the things you were telling yourself, you know, back then?
3: Um I think, you know, the the experience I was going through was just a complete lack of control. And so and and also just a, a real sense of desperation that I was never going to have my life back and I was never going to have peace in my life again. And this problem I had going on was just never going to end.
1: <laughs>
3: and so when you, those are things that are so easy to tell yourself, you know, because it felt so impossible when it was all happening. And what I didn't realize was just how powerful that thought process is and how counterintuitive it is to successful business. I somehow just had to block it out. And I did have to start believing in my heart that it was going to be over soon and that I could, and that I was going to be able to get back to how it was. Um, But I think it's just the, it's the continuous, you know, getting up every day. Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through the day? How am I going to Pretend like I don't have all this going on behind the scenes, and be a salesperson and be shiny and happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things? And what you've re- like? So, Shelly, uh, just coming back to you. So, just in this moment, because I, I want to hear what you guys did to move past it. But I, I, I want. I think it's really important for because I know that somebody out there is listening right now is going through exactly what you're describing. And maybe it's not a divorce, but, but they're going through, Mm -hmm. they're going through this right now where they feel a lack of control. They feel hopeless. They feel desperate and they probably don't realize Mm -hmm. that they're saying some of the things in their own head that are the exact things that, that you were saying, Jennifer. And so
0: mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. interested to hear
1: from you, Shelly, what were, do you remember any of the kinds of things that she was saying that, that caused you to stop and go, whoa, she probably doesn't even realize she's saying that, but that's very detrimental. You should not, you should not say stuff like that to yourself. Or what were some of the indicators that caught your attention, Shelly?
2: Well, I think, and I hear this a lot from coaching clients, is I hear, like, there's no time. I don't have time. Things are crazy, and I don't have any time, and everybody needs me all the time, and no one's helping me. I'm doing it all by myself, and I'm starting from scratch, and it's scary. So words like scary, and I don't have time, and phrases about lack, and phrases Mm -hmm. about um fear and and about loss of control and maybe people being against you or people trying to sabotage you and that's some scary stuff. And so we would always kind of whatever the thing was, we would get to you can only change to you can either change the physical thing that's happening, like can you move away from that person? can you um, not go to that meeting, can you ask that person not to do that? Like, can you physically change it? Or you have to change how you're thinking about it. Mm. And those are really the only two things. That That's it. So, not, you know, if, no matter what it was about, if it was about a client, if it was about a pile of paperwork, if it was about a relationship, if it was about anything, it was, we would, you know, what what can you actually change about this in reality? Let's decide to do that and hold you accountable to it. And then the other thing is, what can you change about how you're thinking about this? So one of the things I do with a lot of my clients, and I'm pretty sure we did this exercise, is kind of, do you you remember, Jennifer, when we slowed down your self-talk and walked through your day like everything was okay? Yes. (laughs) So when you hear somebody stressed out talking, they're usually talking really fast and their breath is really short and they... You know, and then this happens, and this happens, and I just can't, Mm -hmm. you know, and even just getting this exercise, this exercise of just tell me that story again, really slowly. Wow. As if everything is okay. And a lot of people, their body is responding, their brain is responding to the panic in their body. And, And so getting her to say, I've got plenty of time. And I know what I'm doing. And I'm good at planning things and
3: just saying it as slow as possible. Then she would say it as slow as possible.
2: Then I would say it as slow as possible. Uh, And it it calms down your mind because it calms down your breath. Your brain is reacting to how you're speaking about your life. How did that,
1: how did they, how did you, how did it, how did it affect you, Jennifer? So when you started slowing down, your self-talk? like what, what, did, what happened?
3: It was unbelievably impactful. And just the simple, the simple words of, what are you actually trying to control here? Because I think that's what most of us are trying to do. We're trying to take whatever adverse situation we have going on in our life, and most of our frustration is just stemming, stemming from a lack of control. And it, it sounds so silly that she had to say to me, Hey Jennifer, what is it that you are exactly trying to control here, mm. <laughs> and can you? And that's what was so magical, and that's what really started to turn my thinking around. Was just realizing, okay, I can't change. I can't change this right now. I can't. There's a lot I can't change about the paradigm, um, but I can change how I'm reacting to the situation. I can change how I'm thinking about it. And it was almost instantly, you know, that my business started to improve because it was almost like I was just able to let go of it and release all of that inner, you know, conflict that I had with myself because I kept thinking, well, my business isn't going to get on track until I have all this conflict out of my life. But the truth was I wasn't in control of when that conflict was going to end. So...
1: So what happened to your business? So, talk, a- so talk, talk to me a little bit about that. So you, you guys identify this. You start sort of slowing down the self-talk. You start to become aware yeah. of some things. I loved what you said, Shelly, about you can either change what is really happening or if you can't, then you have to change the way that you're <laughs> thinking about it. And so you guys start working on this. And then what was like what was the result or what were some of the outcomes or or what what has happened since those first few months
3: I think the result was I just had the confidence to go and start forging the new relationships that I needed to forge mm-hmm. and I had to just in the face of what I was dealing with I had to just buck up and figure out what I had to do to get to the next level and I had to quit wallowing in what I have <laughs> going on. And what mm-hmm. I and what I found and what I found when I got back out there is I had a there was almost like it was a it was a newer, better version of the old successful me. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> because I had more I had more empathy about life. I had more empathy towards my clients, more wow. empathy empathy towards my potential new business partners. Because I'd gone through this tremendous life experience that just left me, you know, feeling more attached to life and the struggles that people go through. Wow. Whereas whereas when I was a young, successful professional, I just, you know, I... I was on fire, and there was nothing that could stop me, you know. And then life just kind of sneaks up behind Jen, <laughs> throws you a curveball. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. So, Shelly, it, it, it's
3: interesting because mm-hmm.
1: go, go ahead, Shelly. I, I was ahead. just going—I was going to ask you, kind of like, why do you think that she made it through that? Because I know that we, you know, not everybody that we coach actually does the work to come out the other side, but it seems like Jennifer has.
2: Yes, she's always willing. Well, first of all, she really wanted to change the thing. Like if she was very frustrated with um, any any mortgage person can relate to the idea of getting everything they need. It's just a very common frustration. Like these people don't get it. They don't give me everything I need, and they expect their loan to be closed (laughs) even though they don't get it. And so there's, you know, taking that little nugget and going, okay, well, why don't they get it? because they're not a mortgage professional, so it's your job to explain it all to them. And then the other thing is, is how can I be in there, think from their viewpoint? So what can I do about it? What can I think about it? And then we practiced that. Um, so we would take just one little nugget at a time. We would take working with her assistant. We would work with that little nugget. What can we change What and what can we do? And she was always willing, even if it was frustrating, she was always willing to like practice it and accept the changes. She didn't fight it the way some people do. Some people go, Oh, that sounds silly. She would work through it and go and, and she really wanted it to be better. She didn't want to stay. She wasn't wanting to hold on mm. to it. She was wanting it to change.
1: And you think some people so do wanting it to change some and people through it. Some people do actually want to stay, even though they're complaining about it. You think that they, they sometimes they actually do want to stay?
2: Yeah, I think they do because uh, fear, fear of the unknown. I know, you know, the devil. You know, it's it's. This is part of my identity. So I, I'm sure there are clients that I've had that you know part of their identity was was being a workaholic. Wow. And so the fear of facing what am I like if I'm not a workaholic? They can't, they, because they don't understand what they're going to look like and be like and how their friends are going to accept them if they are not a workaholic anymore, they kind of hang on tightly to workaholic habits. Or, you know, people don't think of me as as being competitive or people think of me as competitive and I don't want to be competitive anymore. What are people going to think? It's like, well, who cares? If it's a healthy direction for you to go right now, but that is a scary thing because uh, our occupations are so wrapped up in our identity and, or, I mean, our identity is so wrapped up in our occupation right. that a change is scary. Thing like, what are people going to think about me if I do things a different way or if I'm not at their beck and call? If I create boundaries around what I will and will not do. So that
1: I'm running my, business, not my clients. Right.
2: There's there, there's That's a scary for
1: some people. It is scary. There's a there's this there's a payoff. There's a even though you're like miserable, there is a payoff to being miserable, which is that you don't have to change. You don't have to do the work. You don't have to. You, yes. you don't have to face the fear of the unknown. I, that is so good. It's so powerful, Shelley. Now, now, one thing that I thought was interesting, you both talked about here just recently, empathy. You uh you mm-hmm. know, Jennifer, you mentioned that you had more empathy because you had gone through this this life struggle and that was different from when you were younger, and so you were like just more connected to life and people. And then I think um, you know, like Shelly, you talked about kind of coaching through the idea of thinking like th- through what is thinking through the, from the other person's perspective. So I thought, I thought that was really cool. What it, it, you know, Jennifer, if you had to boil it down and you say, this is the number one thing that I learned from coaching. I mean, cause you've talked about, you know, self-talk and empathy and, and we've covered a lot, I think so far. Um, if you had to say this, walking away from this experience so far, like where, where you're at and you still got, you know, work that you guys are doing and and hopefully a long, long time to go that we're teaming up with you. But what is, what's been the number one thing so far?
3: Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's really hard to pinpoint, um, just because there's been so many, so many different aspects to it. And I think, you know, I just, I think we come into this with so many preconceived ideas about who we are and what we are. And that's what I needed help breaking down. I just needed, Mm. I needed somebody to help me break down me and the barriers that I was putting in place in front of myself that I didn't even know I was putting there. Mm. And so my biggest obstacle through this whole process wasn't my circumstances or what I had going on. It was me. And I just needed to face that fact. I needed to face that, okay, I'm not 25 and a top producing loan officer anymore. Um, I'm, I'm scratching my way back and I don't work with all my close friends anymore and I'm not getting all the awards anymore and I'm not in the, you know, the the inner circle like I used to be, which was a really tough adjustment coming back when you're used to being an elite producer. Um, you have to let go of the past. So, um, I think the biggest, uh, and I know that's a a general answer, but the biggest thing I've had help with is just somebody breaking down every aspect of how I'm approaching my business and my life and the things I'm saying to myself that were creating obstacles to my own success.
1: That's going to stick with me. that's going to stick with me Jennifer what you said you said I think you literally said my I realized my biggest obstacle was not my circumstances my biggest obstacle right. was me that is so yes that is such a powerful uh just you know salient moment to highlight cuz I think I think a lot of us have to get to get to that place and Um, I do have one more question for you, Jennifer, but before I do that, I want to, I want to, I want to go back to Shelly and I want to flip roles for a second. Um, and I, I think, you know, Shelly, you, you would probably agree that so often it's like we learn tons from our clients and they teach us so, so much. Um, and you know, thinking through the time of, of you kind of watching Jennifer, what would you say? is the biggest thing that you've learned from from her?
2: Well, I think she has such amazing resiliency. And she she isn't one of these people who's making up drama and saying, these are my circumstances. Like, she had actual dramatic
1: circumstances. (laughs) You had real drama. Girl, you got drama going on. Up
2: close serious drama in several areas. And and still, she was willing to say, well, okay, I'm willing to overcome this. And what's been amazing is watching her realize, what I've learned is if you believe it long enough, all of a sudden, you don't have to talk yourself into it every day. Hmm. The first maybe two months of trying to believe that your life is going to change every day you you just have to just believe it and talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, believe it. And maybe you're just sort of believing it. But then one day you realize, like, oh, I have a great life now. And we kind of shifted to gratitude at some point, didn't we? And we start talking about, like, yeah. I was on a boat. And that's so cool. And <laughs> you have a great sweetheart, you have have cool experiences, you have great girlfriends, and you know, just we started realizing we weren't striving for it anymore, we were living in it, and then we went from living in it to being grateful for it, and being, and lately you've just been so about the gratitude, and about jumping to the mindset, like you're now forming the habit, like I've watched her I've watched her climb that mountain, man. It's, it's awesome. So, And I've watched her Thank numbers go up. I've watched her numbers just go wow. up. So she could have folded. She could have hated in there many times, and she didn't. <laughs> and she has a really cool life, like an enviable life set up like by many measures, and it's just getting better.
1: That's awesome. So, that is awesome. I think
2: I see persistence and and just uh, bravery. Yeah, persistence and
1: bravery. I mean, that's what it that's what yeah. it that's what it sounds like. Is uh, you know, it takes bravery. Mm-hmm. T- it takes bravery to acknowledge. You know, when Ron Alfred walks into your office one day, that hey, maybe I don't have it all figured out. Maybe I'm open to <laughs> doing something. And then it takes it takes bravery to to be willing to. You know, have someone tell you, "Hey, there's some stuff going on here with your self talk," and then bravery to acknowledge that, and then bravery certainly to change it and reinforce it. And uh, this is so inspiring, Jennifer. And I, I know, as I said, there, there, there is somebody out there right now that is listening and they're struggling with this, this feeling of loss of control with, with being overwhelmed mm-hmm. and uh, just like seeing that they're feeling like there's there it's never going to end there's there's no way out of this um and so just my last little question for you is is if what advice would you give to that person if if they were standing right in front of you right now and you were just talking to them what what would you say
3: my biggest piece of advice is you're gonna have to fight for it and you know unfortunately in this life you know there's there's not going to be anybody that comes beside us in, in that tremendous time of need you know of course we all have friends and family but you know my greatest advice is just decide in your heart that you're willing to fight for whatever it is you're trying to get back in your life and just don't give up and just make that your your focus that you know whatever your goal is that you're just not going to let anybody or anything stop that and, you know, I couldn't have done it without Shelly. I needed somebody to analyze everything I was saying mm-hmm. <laughs> and turn it back around and, and turn it back around because I just literally, I mean, sometimes you can be really successful but you just don't have the tools to change around, you know, things that you've been telling yourself for 15 years or whatever you have going on in your life. And so it's been a tremendous help for me.
1: That is so awesome. You have to be willing to fight for it. I mean, that is that's the first decision, right? It's like you you have to be willing to just right. to just make it and just go for it. And uh, I'm so thankful. You know, I know Ron's not on this call, but I I ho- yeah, you know, hopefully he'll listen to this, Jennifer, just to hear because the you know, there's, you may not have ever realized this, but you know, our coaches have a certain level of fear that they have to overcome each day to make the phone calls and, you know, go out and do workshops and presentations for like, you know, your manager sure. and come in and then stand in front of strangers and, and talk to them about like, Hey, you don't have it all figured out. You really should do this. And, and, uh, you, you know, I think it's, um, it's, we just, we we're, we work with amazing people and i obviously um you know you've you've gotten a chance to work with shelly and i i just want to acknowledge both of you um and i would i would say you know shelly i i first want to say thank you for the work that you do and what you have put in and just the uh i mean it's it's been i think you're i think you're coming up on like four years with us right shelly is it, it's going to be like four years next year, right? Um,
3: wow. I think so. Yeah.
1: And just, I mean, you have always been someone so committed to your clients and committed to improving the way that we do business so that we can be better for our clients. And, uh, when I think of, you know, our mission of helping people achieve their goals in life, it's like, and you probably know this, Jennifer, it's like, that is what Shelly is all about. And she's always been about that. Right. and she's just freaking hilarious. Shelley is just so so funny. <laughs> and um and,
3: I know she is.
1: And then to you Jennifer for for your courage and 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 for your persistence and also for your openness to share some of this. Like I mean some of this is kind of personal stuff and you know your sure. your story is is helping people so I just uh, appreciate both of you, ladies, so very much. And uh, Jennifer, I, I wish you the the best, and hopefully we'll be partnering with you for many, many years to come. And uh, you know, Shelly, I'll I'll see you soon. So, uh, best to you both. I just absolutely love hearing stories like Jennifer. It, it it fires me up hearing about real transformations from real people doing the real work to create real change in their life. That is so cool. And I just wanted to come back through and really highlight two things quickly that were big takeaways for me and hopefully things that you will walk away with because I think Jennifer just said it as, as good as anybody can or it came out of that interview. Um, and the first thing was, is, is attitude. The first part of this is just your attitude and the connection between self-talk and attitude. Because I don't think most of us automatically see the connection between self-talk and attitude, right? Like we hear you should have a good attitude and we kind of think, oh, yeah, you should be positive. You maybe shouldn't you know, complain and, and you should you know think, think of the best. But we don't necessarily directly connect that to our self-talk and when i say self talk i mean what do you say to yourself like what are you telling yourself all day long in your brain in your head and the two are absolutely connected and the real definition of attitude is is this attitude is simply the way you choose to see things that's it attitude is the way that you choose to see things and I loved when Shelley said like you 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 can either change the physical reality of the thing that is happening to you, right? Like you might have some control over changing it. Like if you're not selling enough, you can you can work harder, you can talk to more people, right? Or if you're around somebody who's negative, you can get away from them or a negative whatever job environment or whatever, you can get away. There's physical things that you can do. So you can either change the physical thing or if you but if you can't make a physical change or even if you can the more powerful and important change is to change the way you think about it. And that's what attitude is. That it's it's the way you choose to see things, the way you choose to think about things. And that is always a choice. You can choose to see it as rain or you can choose to see it as liquid sunshine. What we do not get a choice over, however, is whether or not those drops fall from the sky. And that's what most of us do is we get so frustrated and caught up in the fact that it's raining that we we ex- have no energy left and no intention and no discipline to choose to say, I'm going to choose a good attitude and and choose to call this liquid sunshine. But Part of the power of self-talk is that it doesn't if you if you're focused on self-talk, you don't need as much energy and discipline to choose the positive attitude because it becomes automatic, it becomes reinforced. You know, your brain is like a computer. I mean, your brain doesn't believe what is true or f- true over what's false. Your b- brain doesn't believe what is right over what is wrong. Your brain believes whatever you tell it most often that's what your brain believes like whatever programming you give to your brain the same as a computer it's like the brain doesn't delineate it just it just follows whatever you tell it to do the brain is happy to do whatever you tell it to do it's happy to believe whatever you tell it to believe and that is what your self talk is it's the equivalent of you programming your your brain and so when shelly's talking about you can change the way you think about it. It literally just means changing what you tell yourself about it, changing what you say about whatever the thing is. Because uh, there was something else that that Shelly said that I thought uh, was really cool. Sorry, I'm looking for it here quickly, just at my notes. is Oh, she said, you have to be able to imagine a life where that frustration isn't there. That's so good. You have to be able to imagine a life where that frustration isn't there. So you have to be able to create it in your mind before you can create it in reality. You have to tell yourself it's a certain way. Because when you tell yourself, I'm so busy, you tell yourself, I'm overwhelmed. You tell yourself, people are taking advantage of me. You you tell yourself, there's just no end to this. You believe those things and, and everything aligns in that way. It starts to become true. So you have to rewrite the programming. And this is hard, right? Like, This is hard. I'm not, I'm this is not one where I'm going, look, hey, like take it from me. I've got to figure it out. No, I am on the journey with you, right? Like it is hard stuff, but you can do it. And it's doable in the connection between self-talk and attitude. And then the second major thing that I just wanted to take the the mental highlighter and go over with is what Jennifer nailed right at the end. Is that you have to be willing to fight for it. You have got to be willing to fight for whatever it is that you want in your life. Change does not come easy, right? When you change something, you're going against the grain, you're, you're fighting against the current're you're, you're, you're reprogramming your mind like the biology of it, the neuroscience of it is you're forming new synapses in your brain. Synapses, I think of synapses in the brain, kind of like paths on a walking trail, right? Like if you're hiking, the hiking, the path that everyone is on is like a well-formed synapse. It's what you're used to doing. It's easiest to stay on that path. When you create change, it's like you're building a new path. The first time you walk over, it's the hardest, and then it gets easier and easier and easier over time. That is what self-talk is like. It's establishing a new hiking trail. And you have to do it over and over and over until the path becomes so clear. It's it's easy and it's automatic. But you have to be willing to fight for it. You have to be willing to make that change. And, and Jennifer said it the very first moment when she first started talking and she kept it all the way through and Shelly brought it up was that she was willing to make a change in her life. She was willing to be impacted when Ron came into her office. She was willing to be humble enough to say, you know what, maybe I do need a coach. She was willing enough to be, ready for it and to be coachable in working with Shelly when Shelly called her out. And that's what coaches do, right? That's what our coaches are doing is they're highlighting things that need to be improved. And it's, it, you know, they cheer you on and they they champion you and they they pull for you, but they're, it, it's, you know, it's a humbling thing to, to have to admit, like, I want to partner with somebody to, to change. Um, but the biggest part was the part about the payoff of not changing. And 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 it's easy to complain and say, oh my gosh, things are so terrible and I wish so-and-so wasn't a certain way or I wish this was improved or better or different. But what we often forget is that there is a payoff to us of staying the same, which is that we don't have to do the work of the change. We don't have to do the work of forming the new trail The new hiking trail, and you don't have to take the risk of failure. You don't have to do the work of forming new habits, and you don't have to face the fear of the unknown. And so, in order to really create that change, you have to be willing to fight for it. You have to be say, Okay, I'm going to face that fear. Uh, Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that work. And that is what it really comes down to. And so, this year, and you look ahead and you go, okay, what do I want my life to be like one year from today? Chances are you have, to be, you have to make some change. But if you're willing to rewrite your programming and work on your attitude and your self-talk and you're willing to fight for it, then you can create that change in your life. You can do just like Jennifer did and transform everything and completely turn it around. And it all starts with that self-talk. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that helps new prospective listeners determine if the show's really a good fit for them.
0: If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst, and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.